This podcast replay is brought to you by KSDT CPA, one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305 670 3370. What up, what up, what up? How you What's playing? good, oh? Not much, man. Uh, I got to uh, tell you, I was talking about it before you came on. Uh, I would, uh, I would, every AP writer that voted for Joe Flacco or DeMar Hamlin, I would strip their freaking vote. Um, Comeback player of the year, huh? Yeah, I, I thought what they did to Baker Mayfield was a crime. That guy played the whole season, 27 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 64% completion percentage. His team won the division, got to the playoffs. That is, he is the definition of comeback player of the year. You know, DeMar Hamlin deserves a courage award. It takes courage to come back to play a game that you practically died on. But he was never a player in the first place. He was never a starter. There was nothing to come back from from him. He was just coming back from the dead. That's different. That's courage. And Joe Flacco played five regular season games. I'm sorry, dude. I, I, I found that to be the most disturbing thing of the whole night to be quite honest so it's interesting i have a different take here and i think it's probably because it's personal to me i think demar hamlin should have won the award and i think it was easy um i look at it this way but first i'll say this i think baker probably deserved it more than joe flacco i'm with you there baker did it for a full season joe flacco came back from the couch right like he had a great season but he came back from the couch uh baker mayfield came back from um you know playing poorly Oblivion um, dealing in dealing with you know multiple kind of uh bad situations. We all gave franchise. up on he came back yeah. and became a we all gave yeah. up on him. We all gave yes. up on yes. let's be honest. We all said right was toast. That's it. Uh-huh. That's it. Right? And so here's what I think. I talked about this a little bit on Good Morning Football. I think DeMar should have won the award. But I think the issue at hand, and we can't really prepare for a situation like DeMar, but I think there should be probably two different awards. I think there should be more. Oh, you're breaking up. Ah, you're breaking up. Did I lose you? Yeah, yeah, you're frozen now. You got me? Now, now you're unfrozen. All right, go ahead. Do, do you got cool. me now? Okay, yeah, cool. I'm just driving. Um, I'm, yeah, yeah. I think that there should be two awards. I think it should be a most improved award, which to me, Baker was the right choice for the most improved award. He made the most improvement year over year than any of these guys. Comeback to me is through adversity, whether it's a significant injury or in DeMar's case, death. And so that's what I think the issue is, the framing of the question that we lump those two together. I, I disagree you disagree with you it should be a courage award i think you're using the wrong adjective okay because when you say comeback player you have to be a player in the first place he played last year we have to be honest we have to be honest damar hamlin has never been a player so i disagree i will say this dude he was a scrubberini hanging on to the back end of a roster spot. He's not yeah, he a was, player. A player so I will say is, this. He was like, is impactful and then loses his job and comes back. Here's where I would call it a courage award. 
um uh what's it called the 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 quarterback from um that blew out his leg in in Washington that played for Kansas Alex City. Smith. Alex Smith. That's he Curry. wanted to come back player of year as well. Exactly. When he came it's back. Curry. Yeah, but he played a whole season. Whereas Demar Hamlin, he, know, he didn't play it well. You're talking about his on the field, but he didn't play well. You know, he didn't play well. But he that's played. Why give, that's and, why I would give and, courage. And the thing is, the cur- you saying courage? Yeah. I, I think so. This is this is different terminology, but to me. I got to see you come back from adversity. Like, I get Baker being lumped in there. But to me, Baker came back from him playing poorly. Like, he, it was his own play. He didn't come back from any trauma. He just was bad in the systems they had him. And then he became good in a different system. To me, that's not coming back from anything. That's being the most improved. You know, that's not – he didn't come back from anything. He just improved. To me, coming back from something requires adversity, trauma something happened to you and you you overcame that and still was able to come back to this game and so yeah, i get the demar argument you came back to actually play you came back right. to actually no, be so, a player no, that's what i was saying i get so the DeMar DeMar argument that he didn't never a player and he wasn't a player again either he's never been a player that's the so, problem. So he, I, I get that we get this emotional tie with demar and he almost died in the heart and we have to have you know, uh, some 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 sympathy and all that, but we are allowing our sympathy to cloud our judgment. The guy was disagree. ever a player, ever. I in completely this- disagree. So, so here's what I would say: Demar Hamlin started, I think, nine or ten games last year uh, due to injuries, and so he played a lot of defense last year. He's, the, the fact that he's never been a player—that's just inaccurate. He played a lot of defense due to injuries last year. Was he any good? Was this he really? Year, he's been there. Come on. I don't I don't I don't think that he was bad. He was fine. He was a, a backup playing in a starter role. Like most backups play in a starter role. That's um, a, that, that's the, that's why to me no. you and I you and I differ because to you comeback doesn't mean that the player was ever any good. And to me that's what it is. No, it's, see I think you were either great I think I think it's an adversity award. Listen, listen, you were either great and you Kurt Warnered the shit and and you got lost in the Giants, and then you found your way in Arizona. That's comeback player, or you blew out a knee, you know, and then you you rehabbed, and then you came back and had an amazing season. That's comeback. You came back to be a player again, one way or another, injury or adversity or whatever it is, or maybe you ended up in the wrong situation that it was a terrible offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator that didn't set you yeah. up. For success, and then you go somewhere else where the change of scenery all of a sudden, Geno Smith, and you're, you know, a comeback player of the year. I, to right. me, that's what I like for comeback players. Yeah. You actually came back I get and you, you. I played. You I, know? I, yeah, I get you. To me, we just disagree on this. I think what your discussion is most, most improved is on a field thing. To me, this is an adversity award. And so, what we just disagree on the core fundamentals of the awards, which goes back to my point that I feel like it should be separated and should be too different. So whether it's what you say and it becomes a courage award and comeback stays with the, the on-field element, or it's what I say that comeback becomes the, the biggest adversity that you come back from to return to the field, which is the meaning to me, and you add a most improved for the people you're talking about who have overcome bad OCs or just being bad. Like Baker was bad. He was a first-round overall pick. Like, this isn't a, a boost, or he was first overall pick in the draft. 
he kind of flamed out and now he rekindled and so that's improvement i don't know if that's necessarily came back from any trauma or adversity and so that's you know we're we're talking a little different in the meanings cam cam there is come back to it because it's hard to get knocked down in public and then that plays with you mentally also and it plays with your confidence and you've got to fight and you've got to believe in yourself that you're going to fight through all the adversity and all the people like Orlando Alzigari saying, oh, yeah, Baker Mayfield's toast. He'll never do anything again. And there you go. You right. go to Tampa and you tell and you tell Orlando Alzigari, see, you're an idiot. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. I am a player. So to me, right. there's a lot to coming back for Baker Mayfield because he had to hear it from everybody that he wasn't good enough, that he was never going to be a starter again. That, that Fs with you mentally, dude. It has to. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. And like I said, I would have voted Baker second for the award. I think Tua was also a worthy candidate, although Tua probably didn't get it because he was good last year. Even though the concussions were a big deal and a big part of the narrative, people forget Tua was very good last year. And so to me, that's why I feel like he doesn't get the award. He came back from concussions, but he, he you know, it was not a career threatening thing in my opinion. Yeah, I, right. I would. I, here's here's the last thing I will say on Demar, and obviously we disagree. And I think there's probably more people who agree with you than agree with me, which is fine. We're in this place to agree to disagree. I was there on the, in the in the ground for eight days in Cincinnati where he died, and seeing the, the looks on people's faces, seeing the impact of people outside of football. Uh, you can say what he want about what he was as a player. He was a backup who played starter reps. He's come back and been a special teams player this year primarily. Um, but I talked to him. He's still having uh, triggers from that 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 uh, that heart attack on the field. And so that's going to affect your ability to come back to play. But he's still it's still important to him to come back. He could have easily just said, you know what, my career is good. I can go on a speaking tour the rest of my life. I don't need to come back to football. I can go use this and, and speak to kids. It was important for him to come back, have the courage, have the, the fortitude to say, I'm going to try to play this thing, even through the difficulty, even through the mental gaps. And to me, that shows a lot. And to me, that's the the quintessential nature of comeback. Yeah, you and I just have a different definition of what comeback is. And and I know exactly what Damar Hamlin is going through because I have five stents in my heart. And I felt Mm -hmm. my chest and my heart like it was close to exploding. And ever since I've had the stents in my heart, brother... Any little, like, pain, air, discomfort in my chest, it, it's it, it, it's a paranoia. It's already in my mind. So, uh, I can imagine that his is even worse because he literally died. I was kind of like on the brink of a heart attack, but they kind of, you know, attack almost, you know that kind of shit. Right. So I definitely right. can deal with it. Um, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, very happy. Uh, awesome. I almost, I, yeah, but I almost felt like, you know, Reggie Wayne would, mm-hmm. I thought Reggie would get in ahead of Andre, even though yeah. I'll tell you, Andre is the superior receiver. Andre Johnson mm-hmm. to me is one of the greatest receivers I have ever seen in my life. He was just stuck in Houston with no quarterback. But I thought because of Wayne's success, title all of that he might have gotten in and then i'm also thinking the committee said man we're already getting two hurricanes we can't go three 
I kind of felt bad for Reggie Wayne yesterday because he clearly deserves to get in. You know what I mean? And he will get in. Yeah. Almost felt like they said, you know, enough's enough. We're not gonna we're not gonna put three canes in. There. And I don't know if it was necessarily about the Canes as much as the wide receivers. Like, through the history, at least for me, the Hall of Fame, they're very reluctant to put in multiple players from the same position in the same class. And so wide receivers, because there's a lot of them, end up in a backlog. Like you mentioned Reggie Wayne, who's definitely a worthy Hall of Famer. Torrey Holt as well. Torrey Holt's been, been waiting for a handful of years. Uh, Steve Smith, uh, a, a colleague of mine who's a great as well, he's been waiting for a handful of years as well. And so – uh, these are guys who have to wait because of that desire to spread it around to the other positions. I think that Reggie Wayne, Tory Holt, Steve Smith will all get in in the coming years. But I do think it's a great time to celebrate Andre Johnson. Uh, my favorite Andre Johnson memory is him beating the beating the crap out of Cortland Finnegan. Uh, but his, the rest of his uh, his career was was absolutely amazing. And he's the first Texans player to go in. Like there's a certain nostalgia of being the first from a franchise to go in. And, uh, you know, it's a, it was a great day for the Texans overall. C.J. Stroud, Will yeah. Anderson, and uh, Andre Johnson. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad for Andre Johnson. My, my wife, uh, he was a student uh, uh, in one of my wife's classes uh, back in Miami High because uh, that's where she graduated from, and she taught there for the first 12 or 13 years of her career. She taught at mm-hmm. her alma mater for a while, and Andre was – was uh, one of one of her students, and he was always a great kid too. On top of all of that, that's the other thing. Andre Johnson is as classy as it gets, dude. Like he is elite level classy. You know what I'm saying? And he right. is a pro's pro. And I'm telling you, I very few receivers have had more talent than Andre Johnson. I I wish he would have ended up with a real quarterback for a couple of seasons. And I think people would have seen some incredible numbers from Andre Johnson. I really believe that. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think he's one of the best receivers to ever play this game. Uh, He was a true number one. He could beat you with speed. He could beat you with power. Um, And they knew every single game that Andre Johnson was the guy to stop. He was the guy on that offense, and he still destroyed you. I have so much respect for those receivers. Uh, where are you at? Because I've been saying for a couple of months, Christian Wilkins is gone. Where are you at right now? I think I that I think, I think they're going to sign him, tag him, and I keep telling everybody he go. So what do you? If think? I had to make a prediction as of today, I'd guess that they let Christian Wilkins uh, test free agency. Um, the tag is obviously there as a as a as a tool if they want to use it, but they have a lot of tight cap situations, and that's going to be a tough choice. But my prediction is they let him test free agency. I just don't know if they close the gap on any deal and a 20 minute, $20 million cap hole due to the franchise tag is, is very cumbersome for a team that's already got to cut a lot of uh, space and still improve. And so, yeah, I think uh, if I had to predict as of what, February 9th, uh, I predict Christian Wilkins in another uniform next year. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I guarantee you, he will be in another uniform and there will be no tags this year. Cause I heard that too many times. Than people and I think they don't really understand the cap situation. They have a ton of flexibilities, but they're going to have sacrifices along the way with it. Yeah. And one of them, and one of them will be Christian Wilkins. It's just the way. It, and, and and get used to it now because now that you can draft and you're going to hit on some, you're going to have to make the tough decision of letting go some. And so now we'll see if in the first or second round, 
they replace Christian Wilkins. That's probably so you, Yeah, you've heard me say this before. I think that um, this year, this offseason, you'll see a Dolphins team that comes back that looks less talented uh, initially because they're going to have to trust a lot more young players to fill these spots of these trusted vets. Your Christian Wilkins, your Xavier Howards, your Jerome Bakers are all guys all in question um, as far as next year, as, as well as the guys who will be on the roster but coming back from serious injuries like Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. Those are five starters and key contributors on defense that there's a lot of uncertainty about heading into next year, and they're not going to be able to replace them all in free agency or the draft. I'm with you there. All right, we'll wrap it up with this prediction. Who wins on Sunday? Uh, let's go with the Chiefs. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I actually think it'll be a lower scoring game than people think. Uh, I think a lot of times we get excited about the offenses and the quarterbacks. I think we'll see something in the 20s, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to 24-20. Uh, so give me 24-20 Chiefs, and uh, I think there's a big game coming up for Isaiah Pacheco. I don't think he's being talked about a lot. I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to have a huge day. Well, they will feed his ass. And that's yeah. one of the things I love about it. Even if he's only getting two or three yards a carry, they will still feed him to keep the defense honest, which is something I would love Mike McDaniel to learn uh, about. American? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will, they will keep doing it. Yes, American Airlines. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Amazon, I appreciate you, my brother. Safe travels. We'll catch up next week, my friend. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you. You got it. There you go. Cameron Wolf and our KSDTCPA, Miami Dolphins reporter. Remember, KSDTCPA has offices in Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. And they also opened up an office in Charlotte, North Carolina. They can help you with tax, advisory, assurance, accounting. They do it all, folks, so they can help you. And for business taxes, you know you need that guidance all year long. So call the great people at KSDT CPAs, 305-670-3370. Use that QR code for KSDT CPAs.